Disclaimer. We do not agree with or support J.K. Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way, shape, or form, and we also do not tolerate Draco Sands or Death Eater sympathizers. However, they are warmly welcome to tune into our podcast. We'd also like to forewarn everyone that we will be mentioning later books and events in every episode, so here's your official spoiler warning. Enjoy the show! My name's Adelia Volkanov, here again with Colin Bones. Hello! Um, <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Rod and Hermione Minus the Romance. I remembered this time. So. Today, we'll you can be discussing shove it. and analyzing chapters 16, 17, and 18 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which means it's our last Chamber of Secrets book episode. <gasps> you don't say... I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm going for today. <laughs> I think I'm just on something. Okay. But well, I, you know, this has been a journey. I wouldn't say it's the best journey. I think I've had. Fr- I I need to learn yes. how to speak. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think that instead of having a new appreciation for this book, I feel like I have less of appreciation for this book after reading it again because I never really realized how boring it was and now I completely understand why people consider it their least favorite book yeah. I mean it's nice I it's feel nice. like it would be good on its own but I don't know in the big context of the Harry Potter cinematic universe um <laughs> I don't think it it's 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 lower on my list now <laughs> yeah well, today, the question of the day is up to Colin, because I graciously <gasps> yes, handed over Yes, because I definitely, victory. rightfully earned that. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> oh, right. What was my question? <laughs> I don't know, Colin. <laughs> you know what? I don't need your attitude, okay? Jesus Christ. Calm it down. We're not starting it off like this. I'm the reason that you have the question of the day today. Okay, my question was, it was, I had already told you this before, but I changed I it, I'm changing, it you don't remember it, and I'm changing it a little bit anyway, so okay. you won't even question it. So, what animal, if it was giant, do you think would be the most powerful? <laughs> is it, is <laughs> this, this is a, a hard-hitting question right now. <laughs> is this specifically, like, a magical, like, animal that doesn't exist in- No. It would just be if you took any animal from our world and made it supersized, what do you think would most benefit from that? Like, what do you think would be Um, (laughs) incredibly powerful? Oh, God. Probably, like, a horse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that would just, like, trample cities. Like... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What if there were... And giants could ride it into battle. <laughs> Man, already making our battle plans, are we? <laughs> I know, and we're I'm like making a fantasy series right now. The giant horse saga. Um, <laughs> I I don't know why a bee came to mind. I don't think a bee would do that well, considering it would still die if it stung somebody. Yeah, but but it would probably, probably be like impale completely people. murder someone. Yeah, and I'm extremely yeah. allergic to bees anyways, so I'm going to send you some in the mail. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, what would I, I, I? I never think through the questions that I ask. Me either. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like any bird would really kick some butt, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like definitely. an eagle would absolutely destroy 
Yeah. Like, they're already pretty powerful on their own. But, like, Giant, it would just be like, ah, ah, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're totally right, though. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Clearly, this was a hard-hitting question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you ready? I, yes. You've, I feel like you've gone first so many times before, so I'm just yeah. going to go for go it. Go ahead. Okay. I don't remember what my first note is. This might not be good. Oh. Um, they should absolutely not be taking exams while there are attempted murders going around the school. My the teachers are really feeling like anti-maskers. <laughs> <laughs> My first note is about the exams, but yeah, I kind of agree, because it's like, they get cancelled quite a bit, but now they're like, okay, the school's probably closing, people are getting almost murdered left and right, you have exams in a week. And how is it that, like, not a single teacher mentioned that the exams were a week uh, away until literally they were a week away? Like, did they just forget, or were the kids not listening? Because Hermione was not there to remind them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but it's like no I feel maybe like... they did maybe they've been telling them every day and harry just finally woke up from his coma and was started <laughs> paying attention in class which honestly i can relate to not to shade harry yeah it's like all of them seem so surprised though i'm like did no one just did no one mention the exams until a week before the exam no i really think harry just wasn't paying attention yeah but all of them were extremely shocked like no shameless. one was paying attention yeah. This school is terrible. No <laughs> one's paying attention to anything. I think that's probably And rightfully fair. so, they kind of just, like, write stuff on a board and then tell them to do it. I mean, yeah. McGonagall's class literally consists of her just, like, giving them something and then telling them to turn it into something else. Yeah. Take like, this. no help whatsoever. And yeah. I don't really understand Transfiguration in the way that, like, you're basically learning the same spell over and over again. I and guess. what about some spells? It makes it harder to turn than others. I think the larger the object you're transforming, the more difficult it is. Because once you get into transform, right? But like yeah. this seems, I don't know. Transfiguration doesn't seem like a class that should exist on its own because you're <laughs> literally just learning the same spell over and over again. Well, like I'm I sure get, it's-, it's probably incredibly difficult. But, like, by the end of the year, you're like, yay, I can transform a whale into a sock puppet. Like, what is that (laughs) going to do for you? No, I think it's probably a different spell depending on, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's a bunch of factors that go into, like, what can be transfigured. It does seem like she maybe goes over, like, the fundamentals of it. Yeah, definitely. She lectures. But I wish we'd seen that. I the I really wish that we knew the rules of this world. I always J.K. Remember, Rowling doesn't think it out, but yeah, I always remember that one class where they were like trying to talk about like secretive things. Hermione had like moved ahead and was like transfiguring a raven into God knows what, but Harry and Ron still had like giant toads they were supposed to be transfiguring, and then they yeah. kept they kept doing it wrong, and then Ron just completely shoved his wand in the toad's eye, and it like screamed and like Ron, hopped away. All the Weasleys are attempted murderers. <laughs> Oh my god, not this again. All young psychopaths. This is the most ridiculous. <laughs> George Weasley's a serial killer campaign. Um Okay. What is your what is your next Okay. One? Um First I, note. 
I think Ron's idea of leaving Hermione petrified until after the exams is hilarious because she'd have a coronary finding out they were three days away, but she would go absolutely completely ballistic if she realized she'd missed them. Like, can you imagine, like, the scene she would cause if she found out? And, like, and Ron would be completely dead if she found out it was his idea, too. Like, it's so funny because he's like, oh, oh no, God, yeah. she'd be too stressed if she found out they were three days away. I'm like, imagine her after she found out she had missed them, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think of you. Because I think you would, like, I don't know. I think you'd vomit. Like, immediately vomit. I feel like I'd tell you. And then just, like, all over the floor. It's everywhere. Like, (laughs) McGonagall telling them that the mandrakes are ready and the petrified people will be able to tell them everything is a horrible idea. You were just asking for the hair of Slytherin to, like, finish their plans. You keep like, calling him the hair of Slytherin. <laughs> I, it is fine. Okay? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> That's on. how I read it, okay? Don't judge me. What, like, when you spell Wednesday and go, like, Don't Wednesday? <laughs> I do. I do. I, do I feel like that's a good, a good thing, though. Yeah. Um... I've been talking about how Percy is a huge red heron, and you know what? He is the bad guy. He is the entire reason the rest of this book happens. If Ginny had the opportunity to tell Harry everything, none of this would have happened yet again. Harry probably still wouldn't go to a teacher because he's dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this is- this is kind of about the, like, process of a basilisk coming into existence. I would just like to know- how a chicken egg finds itself inside of a toad. And I would also like to know why chicken plus toad equals giant snake. I don't think it's inside. No, it says a chicken egg hatched beneath a toad. What else does that mean? A chicken gets under a toad to have its baby? Like, what else would it mean? I thought it just had it on its head. No, you're an idiot for that. No. Oh, are you kidding me? I feel like, do you think it's inside of him and you're calling me an idiot? Well, because hatched beneath a toad would mean that, like, there's going to be so much peeking when I edit this. Oh my god. Okay, but, like, I'd also like to know why chicken plus toad equals giant snake. Okay. No one knows. Okay. <laughs> or did or did the chicken have its egg by itself and then the toad uh, sat on it? Why does the call of a rooster kill it? No one knows. Nothing makes sense, okay? That's exactly what my next note was. <laughs> I was just like, okay, is it is it because, you know, our rooster cries fatal to the basilisk because it comes from a chicken and any reasonable chicken would go and find a rooster to get down with and not a toad, so it's some kind of weird genetic curse? Is that what it is? Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and does it mean, so did the toad physically have this egg that was from a chicken, or did the chicken have the egg, and then the toad sat on it until it hatched? I don't know why, but I've <laughs> always just imagined, like, a raised platform with a chicken egg on it, and then, like, a toad underneath it, and he's just chilling. <laughs> that makes no sense. Who builds you know the what? platform in nature? What do you think? A toad is inside a chicken egg for. You think that's more reasonable? No, 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 no. I didn't say the toad was inside the chicken egg. I said the yes, chicken egg, like, the toad would have to, like, hatch the chicken egg. Like, it would have to, like, like have it. Like, <sighs> maybe how are you going to act like, in. how are you going to act like a raised platform in the middle of nature makes any sense? Did the chicken build it, Colin? Did the chicken build I the raised platform? I don't know. 
<laughs> Maybe it's a very smart chicken. <laughs> yeah, one that suddenly developed opposable thumbs. It's the wizarding world! We have something oh, only people who see death like, can see. I don't it, think it's that unreasonable. Does that it there's have a chicken to, who to has an aspiration of construction, okay? It, Let there, the chicken, constructive chicken, live out its stupid dreams. Is there like a chicken hardware store where he can get two by fours and nails yes, and, and a absolutely. drill? No, he doesn't need a drill. He can just go bop, 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 bop. Anyways, we should continue. You're like 10 notes ahead of me, so... Are you serious? Okay. Yes. Okay. Let me just read this to you. Okay. Well, uh, if you must know, Ginny, uh, walked in on me the other day when I was... Well, never mind. (laughs) The point is, she spotted me doing something, and I, um, I asked her not to mention it to anybody. You cannot tell me... They are not trying to hint at something there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Let's like yeah. what do you Yeah. We don't have to say what or we'll have to check the explicit box. <laughs> but come on guys. <laughs> Lockhart is so dumb. How would the kids wake up and say it was Hagrid? Surely everyone knows that it's a monster doing this. Like, Hagrid isn't just walking down the hall clubbing kids on the head. (laughs) I still think it's so funny that no one had, like, how could Hagrid do it? Like, because all of of the bodies, there were no marks on them. No marks. Even Moaning Myrtle, who was killed, no markings whatsoever. Like, it just, like, why, how did they think Hagrid was doing it? Like, looking at them, like... And if they thought it was a spider, like, what special spider do you think Hagrid just has? Like, what? Yeah, and, like, how would a spider that has to kill either using its pincers or its, like, I almost said tentacles, or its legs, (laughs) or its legs, how would that leave no marks whatsoever? Or petrify people. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, we don't know if the attacks before were petrification, but... I would, I would say that they... Probably were, because like, what else could I just think? It's so weird that this maybe this is the book of convenience. I don't understand how it's that likely that somebody would be looking at a reflection to look at the snake. Because I don't know about you, but if I hear something slithering up, I'm like turning. I'm like, who are you? You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, but they were all like, it really was just like luck. I'm sure. I'm sure there are plenty of not even reflective, but so, if there's something transparent that someone happened to be looking through, like there were a million things that one could be looking at or through that you know would allow them to just be petrified, not like completely killed. But it's like I think the attacks you know 50 years ago would have had to have been, you know, kids getting petrified because the only other thing the basilisk could do that we know of is bite them and none of the kids as far as we know if like people were found with giant snake bites i'm sure the school would have been shut down immediately but because they were Wait, just being petrified I'm sorry. i just thought of something why did no one interview or <laughs> interview like no one why did no one talk to myrtle i don't that's literally what i've been thinking like why because why? she we like we don't really know how long it takes to become a ghost but i'm assuming it's instant like Relatively, she would just be there yeah. And you'd have to, like, say something, you know? Like... You would think, wouldn't you? (laughs) Like, you know? You would think that that would be the logical next step, you know? Apparently not. I love McGonagall thinking that Harry and Ron actually care about Hermione. Anyways... (laughs) 
course they care. They're just... I know, but it's like, they... I love how they, like, find it so unbelievable. They're like, can you believe she actually thought we were going to visit Hermione? Like, like, what? Also, Madame Pomfrey hadn't been letting people in, so... Yeah, and I still think that was a bit insensitive. She was like, there's no use talking to someone who's petrified. Like, what? Especially because now we know that people in comas can usually hear you, even if they can't respond. Which is like... Of course you should still talk to them. You shouldn't just, like, talk around them be like, you can't even hear me. Like, whatever. You know? <laughs> um, I find it so hard to believe that Pomfrey, who takes her job so seriously, didn't notice a paper in Hermione's hand. Yeah. Maybe there's more- That Maybe that's just more evidence for the incredibly believable Draco theory. Because how would Pomfrey not notice? So obviously the conclusion made is that it has to be Draco. I hate that theory so much. But I think, you know, it's more like, this is like the, what, like the sixth person that's been petrified. I'm sure it's like, because she already knows, you know, petrified, they know. There's no markings. There's no evidence whatsoever. So I'm sure that she didn't really feel the need to, like, thoroughly search Hermione. I'm sure that they put her on the bed and they were like. I still think you would. No, I'm not saying that she shouldn't Especially have. Especially when she's just randomly holding a mirror. Maybe. I think Penelope Clearwater was holding that. Or was it not specified? I don't know. I'm, I think my, it the was brain found... might be me- my The movie might be messing with my brain because I, I know think, she's holding it in the movie. I think it was found near them. I think that's what they said in the books, that it was near them. I, I'm, I'm sure it fell out of their did hands. Did they drop it? Probably. They probably. I feel like from the description, like when it says that, he felt like he was going to tear the paper out of Hermione's hand. Like, it doesn't seem that it's that easy for something to just drop out of a petrified well, person's hand. Well, that's because she was clamping onto that really, really tightly. I'm sure that if one of them was holding the mirror, they were kind of like, not pro- they probably weren't gripping it that tightly. And when they were petrified, you know, your hands relax a little bit. She was petrified, so they probably stayed relatively the same. But when she most likely keeled over and fell on the floor, I'm sure it, it fell out easier it's than a paper. It's possible that Penelope Clearwater was holding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and they might have told us. I was just not looking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know they made a point of killing the roosters, but could you imagine the fight if Harry just went down there with a rooster and killed the basilisk instantly? That would like, be really funny. That would have been very... You know, I was going to say that would be anticlimactic, but, like, the fight in this book is, like, literally two pages long. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, I don't remember it being so short. Yeah. And in the movie, it's, like, drawn out for so long. Yeah, he's, like, there's like, a chase scene? Like, what? A chase scene. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, crawling through tunnels, and it's all this stuff, and there's, like, blood and screaming and all kinds of crap. Yeah. Um, the revelation about the basilisk is very cool, but also it feels like it could have been better. Like, there was no way for the reader to solve this. I don't know how you could do this, but sneaking mentions of a basilisk at the beginning of the book would have made it a little bit better. Yeah, but I feel like that also would have been kind of trite, you know? It's like, they're reading a book and they're like, oh, look, a basilisk, how interesting! And then at the end, they're like, it was a basilisk. I I think I was just thinking of more like... Maybe just, like, they're talking about magical animals and they just say basilisk. Like, I don't think that necessarily means that, that they it have really to had a description. Like, it didn't have to be really, like, acknowledged. It could just yeah. be, like, okay. I guess. I think that would just have made it a bit better. Just so that you can at least acknowledge that basilisks are a part of the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. 
That would, yeah. It just depends on how, you know, they went about it. Because if they, like... I just think spent... it's not that great of, like, a mystery if you can't solve it yourself. Like, if you're holding yeah. back in for information. I feel like if they if they spent too much time on it, though, it would have been, like, cheesy. You know? Yes. You're right. Assuming the Chamber of Secrets is in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom is a pretty bold conclusion to make. I really don't understand how they put that together. Um, I guess it was kind of like the only person that died maybe just happened to be, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I guess that's kind of like a, you know, she died. It was very, like, you know, in a bathroom. They still haven't even talked to her yet. It might not have been her. (laughs) Well, true. But then the thing is that also, like, that bathroom is, like, constantly out of order. Like, something's always wrong with it. The tap doesn't work. It's, like, things are constantly going wrong there. So I'm sure that that was some sort of like indication that there was something weird about it i guess i mean you know what actually makes me happy about that random disgusting tweet that pottermore made about wizards just shitting their pants and then cleaning it up oh yeah um is that it doesn't make salazar slytherin a pervert for putting it in the girl's bathroom (laughs) that's that's another thing though it's like why would they have like because obviously Salazar Slytherin built that chamber. Was that before or after there was, like... Like, that school must be, like, a million years old. Like, when was there plumbing then? Like, was a school only invented when there was plumbing? Or did they just have enough foresight to put them in there? And then, you know, the kids would walk by and be like, Whoa, what is this? And just didn't use it until they realized. They're like, oh my god, they were so ahead of their time. It's plumbing. Like, <laughs> how did that even... That doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would it have been built by Salazar Slytherin if he built it, then left the school? Like, was there already plumbing when it was built? It, there, it must have been, because then when they were making the plumbing, they would have noticed a giant chamber of secrets. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, because he obviously didn't come back to do it. He did it and yeah. then left the school. That's kind of funny. Like, what a, what a power move. It's like, oh, you don't want, like, what I want? Then I'm going to build a secret chamber with a monster that can live for thousands of years and just wait until you find it. I just, I think it's amazing that Harry and Ron, after an entire year of saying that Lockhart was a fraud, actually thought he was going to try and go into the chamber. They saw how flustered he got at the meeting when the other teachers told him to go, and they legitimately were going to go and give him advice. They actually thought that he was going to try and not chicken out. Like, they, all year, they were like, he didn't do any of what's in his books, he sucks, he's an idiot. And then, this time, they're like, Maybe we should go and help him out. Like, what? When McGonagall magnifies her voice so it's heard without the castle, it makes me wish Hogwarts had morning announcements. Like, it would be (laughs) so funny. Like, it would be as good as, like, Lee Jordan's commentary. Like, I feel like that would have been brilliant. Okay, but who would you want to do the commentary? Like, what I mean, Fred and George feels like a cop-out. Yeah, they would be funny, Filch would be kind of funny. Yeah, he'd be like, and I swear to God, if you go into, like, whatever corridor, (laughs) he's like, or no, he's like, whoever dumped that, like, whatever in this corridor, I'm going to literally find you and expel you. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to take you to the dungeons, and I'm going to hang you upside down by your ankles. And everyone's, like, at breakfast, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's 8 a.m., and he's already, like, threatening violence against the students, and it's just like... (laughs) Good morning to you, too. <laughs> I think the scene of Ron finding out his sister has been taken is really sad. And in the movie, he does not look like he cares at all. 
Um, I was just gonna say, like, the idea that Ginny didn't, like, really understand at first that she was being possessed is completely terrifying. Like, yeah. she was so young, and I true like i cannot imagine how scared she was like she starts losing her memory finding like paint and rooster feathers on her robes like things that tie into like the weird crap that is going on and then i feel like i just like imagined the moment she realized like put it together that she was like being possessed and that she was the one orchestrating like the attacks and the way she felt like no one there was no one she could tell is equally terrifying like yeah. The Weasleys are, like, you know, a very loving family. But the fact that there was, like, no support system for Ginny is really troubling. I think we're beginning to realize that Molly and Arthur aren't as great parents as we <laughs> initially thought they were. Like, they yeah. have a lot of flaws here. Like, It's so interesting because they clearly love their children. Not that, you know, most parents don't. Like, they, you know, they clearly do. But it's, like... It's strange, and especially, like, with Percy, like, no matter how much he tried to check up on her, he was still someone that she felt like she couldn't confide in. Like, mm-hmm. this is probably one of the most, like, important moments of her life where she needed to have a support system, and it's, like, no matter how much people tried to show her that they were, like, she didn't have that, which is interesting to me, because it's, like, you know, she had this huge family full of people who loved her, and it's still, like, something like this, like, she had no one to turn to yeah which is terrifying like she was 11 years old yeah i i i said i feel like this scene is like the scene of them like all the kids finding out about Ginny is so dark for a children's book like harry and the wheezies completely think that Ginny's dead like yeah I think it says a lot about Ron that he continued to fight against the evil even when he, like, is grieving his sister and doesn't think she's gonna find... Like, he might think that he's gonna go in there and see his sister's dead body. Yeah. And he's still gonna do it. I think that's nice. And I think it's really convenient that he was cut out of the fight. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I think it's, like, it's that scene also, because they all kind of just sit in silence alone, but, like, it's just really interesting, because I'm sure all of them are, like, thinking, like, about all kinds of situations that she had been in that year where something was, like, off with her, and how they all, I guess, tried in their own way to make her feel better, but they just, like, they had to know that it was partly all of them, that, like, she just if she would have been able to talk to one person, they might not be there. And I feel like that's, like, the craziest thing because they're all kind of thinking, like, oh, my God, you know, remember that day when she was just, like, something was weird and it was, like, right after whatever attack or whatever event. And it's just, like, it's so strange because it kind of just shows how important it is for, like, kids to have a real support system, whether it be teachers or family or friends, because... While none of us are going to be possessed by magic books or giant snakes, you know, it's like, you know, things that are really, really important could happen and no one will know until, you know, like Ginny, we get taken down into a large chamber where a giant snake lives. Like, you know, like, it's just so wild to me that especially like her parents were clearly distraught when they found out what happened, but they still like weren't there for her when she needed it. Um... I've seen so many things about how toxic it is that Harry Potter never lets the male characters explicitly cry. And I never had really noticed that before. But I just, like, I just noticed a sentence where it says Ron is rubbing his eyes or something and that's it. 
And I remembered at the end of the last book when Dumbledore looks away so Harry can wipe his eyes. And I think it would really make a difference if J.K. Rowling told us these male characters are crying. Yeah. Like, they're suffering such huge losses. Of course they would be crying. That's so... I never noticed that. Like, I feel like that's something I should have noticed. But then again, it's, like, not something that people typically talk about. That's so interesting, too, because any reasonable human... I mean, I don't want to say that because everyone shows emotion differently and it's, like, not fair to, like, assume that you have to cry when you're sad. But yeah. I would I would assume that with all of the trauma and things that the characters went through throughout the series that... And there's never something like that with when females are crying. Like, it's explicitly said when, yeah. like, Hermione's crying or, like, Molly or something. Yeah. No, absolutely. I feel like it's it's so... Things as simple as that because as simple as not saying it but like maybe vaguely implying it is just so like why not just say it because of course ron is going to cry when his sister is taken by a monster into a chamber and he never knows if he's gonna see her alive again like yeah you know harry's gonna cry after he loses every parental figure or in his life like it's just you know it goes not completely without saying because like i said not everyone cries when they're upset but I feel like typically people do, and it's just, especially, like, men as well, we may not see it as much, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen or it's not something that men should be doing. And I think that, like, things as simple as this is not including that it's normal for men and boys to cry is so harmful. Like, there's so many things in this book that if they were just, you know, just little things that are missing, like, if she would have just said, like, even once, you know, explicitly that Ron was crying or Harry was crying or one of the men, like you know, Mr. Weasley or, like, literally anyone, I'm sure that that could have changed a lot of people. Probably, like, entire, like, not entire it lives. It would but probably it's... set a better example for, like, young boys reading this that you can cry. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's not let toxic masculinity define you. Yeah, especially because it didn't just have to be during the major losses either, you know? Because mm-hmm. we see Mrs. Weasley or Hermione or, or at, like, many of the women and girls cry for like not doesn't Hermione that... just like cry when like Harry and Ron get back together like after go- <laughs> in Gobble to Fire like well yeah because she was you know because she like started like sobbing and she was like you guys are so stupid and you like you know yeah. and not that you know not that things that the girls cried over weren't as important as what the guys could have potentially cried over it's like you know showing the guys even crying at things that weren't major deaths or traumas like was also really important like it's just it's not even much better to show men crying only when someone dies or only when you know there's a huge war and someone dies you know like they had to they had to show you know she should have shown like a guy once maybe doing what Hermione did in that moment you know like just completely like bursting into tears because someone is being so completely stupid and you know like I feel like that would have made a big difference in a lot of the kids who read these books growing up yeah okay i feel like we should take a turn here we've gotten very serious all of a sudden um lockhart never mentions having to use memory charms on the other people around like wouldn't they call him out for not doing those things Hmm. like if he saved a town wouldn't those town members be like hey that wasn't you bud like what (laughs) i mean i would yeah i i didn't really think about that i would assume that that he did though i i'm sure he probably tracked down like every single person involved and like completely just Mm -hmm. stole their memories 
I have another question for you. Okay. 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 Shoot. Um, do you think Lockhart is truly dumb or is it all a show? Mm, I would say that I think that he's 100% vapid and disgusting. You know, like, I think that <laughs> I think that the self-centered is not a show. I think that he's just that vapid of a human and thinks that he's a genius because he's managed to scam so many people. I would say that it would require some degree of intelligence to be able to pull that off because not everyone can do that, you know? Yeah. Um... He was a Ravenclaw, so. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, like, being able to perform, like, great memory charms like that, being able to scam people so convincingly. I mean, I'm not going to call him a smart dude because he was an idiot in so many ways, right? Like, I'm sure that the, you know, the conceitedness was real and all of that, but I'm sure that he masked a lot of... I think he masked a lot of it with just completely overbearing confidence. When he knew he didn't know something, he knew that he had to keep up the act of being better than everyone, even if it wasn't convincing. I think that's part of it, you know? He knew that not all of it was going to be convincing, but he had to put himself out there in a certain way just to keep people thinking that he was just an idiot and not that he was a fraud. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty pretty difficult, you know? Because he's not... He's not necessarily trying to to look like he's it's he just wants people to think that he thinks that he's better than everyone and just yeah. hate you know he just he wants people if they're going to not like him he wants them to not like him because they think he's a jerk or super conceited he doesn't want them to not like him because they don't think he did what's written in the books which is yeah. the difference like he's putting on a very specific front so i would yeah i would still call him like an idiot, but to a degree, yes, he was sure at some point. <laughs> smart dude. <laughs> On a different note, in all caps, why are the pipes so big at Hogwarts? <laughs> I feel like we talked about this. I have I no know, idea. but I'm still not over it. Like, you can fit humans into your pipes? I well, mean, I know just, giant was... snakes are bigger, but... <laughs> yeah, but like, the you know, when they came back up at the end, that was like the one main pipe they said that was huge, and then the other ones were smaller. Hmm. Maybe the snake can like suck in really well and like just <laughs> hold in his stomach, like... Okay, I'm moving on to Tom Riddle stuff, okay? Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. I've got a... This is semi-related to Tom Riddle. I still don't fully understand the werewolf thing. It's like, it says Hagrid would get in trouble for trying to raise werewolf cubs in the forest. Like, first of all, where did he get access to them? I'm not going to underestimate him, and I know that he could find them, but... And also... When someone who is a werewolf has a child that's a werewolf, do the babies just, like, stay as cubs? Or did Hagrid somehow find a human child that had happened to be a werewolf that was transformed for that moment and then tried to raise I don't, it? I don't think we know enough to answer that question. Yeah, like, I was just confused. Because I'm like, what is a werewolf cub? Like, are there werewolves that stay I don't know. werewolves? Like, forever? Teddy's not a werewolf, so it's clearly not... It might be a recessive thing, maybe... But, I it's mean, like, yeah, maybe also, it's different for werewolves who were born werewolves than people who got bitten later in life. Like, we don't know. Yeah, but it's like, also, are there werewolves that stay werewolves? Or is that just not? No, because that's, like, just a regular wolf. <laughs> like, to be a werewolf, <laughs> you have to only transform once a month. That doesn't make any, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I can respect your faith in people, Harry. But, oh, come on, buddy. Context clues. 
<laughs> like, it took him a little too long to figure out, like, wait a minute, something seems a little fishy here. Like, <laughs> I know that's so sad, though, because at this point, like, you know, yeah, he's been used as a doormat by lots of people and, like, just been completely treated complete awfully. But, like, in this moment, he's so desperate to save Ginny and, like, he's just in such a pinch that he's just, like... Like, the moment that he realizes that Tom Riddle's actually a bad guy is completely heartbreaking because he's, like, he, this is probably the most, like, desperate moment of his life when he's really just trying to, like, save someone and get out because it's so dangerous. And then he realizes that the one person who may help him is actually his worst enemy. And it's yeah. just, like, I feel so awful for him because, like, yeah, he assumes at first that Riddle's working with him. And, like, we see the moment where, like, his stomach drops and he loses probably every ounce of hope that he's going to make it out alive with Ginny also alive. Because, like, Tom Riddle was the only one with all of the information at that moment that could have helped him. But he ended up being, like, the dude that killed his parents. And it's just, like, it's so awful. The way that at this, like, when Harry's, like, bitten, impaled, whatever, by the the basilisk thing, like, the way that he completely accepts death is probably the most terrifying, but also extremely, like, brave thing that a 12-year-old has ever done in this series. Like, I find it- We see him accept death in almost every single book. Yeah, but this one is so, like, you know, it really sticks out to me because it's, like, we see it happening. Like, we're reading it as he's dying, and then, you know- thank god he's like saved by fox but like we you know we watch his world become fuzzy and like things just you know all of that and he's like didn't doesn't he even start like comforting the bird you know like you know it's like it's all you know he just says like hello fox and he's just kind of like but it's just you know because he's like he's so young and it's so incredible because he's like you know if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die while i'm saving someone else's life because he can you know he kind of accepted it because he did what he could do to save Ginny, and he didn't even like struggle you know like there was none of that he like 100% accepted that it was coming luckily it you know it didn't but like I don't think that most adults in this book could say that they calmly allowed death to come to them and it's kind of it's kind of an interesting bit of foreshadowing as well because you know in the last book major spoiler alert for those who disregarded (laughs) our spoiler alert at the beginning of the podcast but um you know because in the last book for Harry to have access to the people in his life that you know have already died like for him to have access to the resurrection stone allow him to to talk to the most important people in his life he had to accept death again you know it's like he couldn't go to Voldemort mm-hmm. and then struggle he had to accept it and allow it to just happen if you know he was ever going to see his parents and like Lupin and Sirius again and I think the parallel is kind of interesting because you know then he wasn't going to be allowed to talk to anyone one last time if he didn't accept that he had to die and that's I just I don't know I thought it was really interesting because he's doing that here and it was almost like a you know he had to accept that he was gonna die if he wanted to to save Ginny so yeah you know what as you said that I started thinking and I feel like Harry literally has that moment in every single book like he has it at the beginning of the first one I mean at the end of the first one yeah. When he, like, passes out. Mm-hmm. This one here. Prisoner of Azkaban, the Dementors, they come yeah. and attack him. And he's... In the fourth one, he thinks he's gonna die in the graveyard. In the fifth one, I'm pretty sure he's begging for death when Voldemort's, like, possessing him. Yeah, kinda. Um, And Half-Blood Prince, I can't really think of in that one. I don't know if he thought he was... I don't think Half-Blood Prince is, like... He no, he because was he was to... getting dragged underwater by the Inferi. Yeah. 
And then obviously in the seventh and the last one. But there's something different about this moment because he he's thinking he's going to die and all those other ones, yes. But this book and the last one is where he's relaxing and just accepting it and yeah. just allowing it to happen. Which is why it's like, I kind of wonder. It's like, I'm trying to see the, the similarities in both of those situations. You know, like the very end and like the not complete beginning. But, you know, because here it's like, he knows that like, He's probably going to die. Riddle's going to come back. And then that means Ginny's going to die. But he's still kind of just, like, relax, Like, he's relaxing. And is just going to let it happen. Which I find yeah. interesting. Because, I'm, you know, I'm, like, trying to see what the parallel is. Because the two situations are so different. That I can't, like, think of, you know, what the, the symbolism, like, the similarities may be. I love the introduction of Fox Song. Because it's such an important thing to Harry. Yeah. Because he first hears it here, and then it's playing in Priori and Cantatum. I think that's when we next hear it. Yeah, and yeah. Then the last time we ever and see Fox is in Half-Life In Chris. Dumbledore's death, yeah. That's um, interesting, too, yeah. because it all has something to do with, like, like death. Because Harry yeah. was, like, going to die in this one if Fox hadn't saved him. Priori and Cantatum, he was, like, almost, like, reviving the dead in a way. <laughs> And then, you know, in the last time we ever see foxes is when Dumbledore has died. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, showing the connection of between Harry and Dumbledore. Like, despite his faults and his probably horrible intentions, he, like, <laughs> Harry, like, Dumbledore means so much to Harry. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people forget that. Why can't Harry control the basilisk if Voldemort's soul is inside him? Mm, I don't think it has as much to do with that, but, like, the snake probably just wants to kill people, and there's an opportunity. <laughs> no, but it listens to Tom. Like, that was the big Yeah, thing. but I don't think it's enough that Harry has a part. Like, yeah, he inherited, like, you know, being a, a parcel mouth and all of that, but I think that he would... I think that Salazar Slytherin's magic would, like, would recognize the difference between the heir of Slytherin and, and someone similar to him. And I guess in him. the memory that is Voldemort's complete... No, it's not, because he's just a horcrux. So Harry literally has more Voldemort inside him than Tom Riddle. So how... I wouldn't say more. I would say that... Wait, I just... no, no. I'm wrong, because he, like, it keeps splitting. So he would actually have way more. Yeah, and I think that still, I think the magic would know the difference between, li like, Tom Riddle. Because Tom Riddle was, you know, was Slytherin's heir. And I don't think that even Harry would have had enough of Tom. I think because Harry is still Harry. He's not Tom Riddle, mm -hmm. you know, times Harry Potter. Like, he is Harry Potter. He just happens to have just, he's also a horcrux. Like, I don't think that's enough. I think that, you know, Tom Riddle is the only one. Like, I think that the magic set very clear boundaries there. So. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of a dumb question. Okay. But I'm a little confused. Did Jenny open the Chamber of Secrets? I always kind of am confused about that as well. I'm sure that before Tom Riddle could come out of the diary, when he possessed her, she was able to speak parcel to speak tongue. Parcel tongue? I would assume okay. so. Okay, that would make sense. Can you imagine if Harry had died in this fight? Ron would have sat with Lockhart for hours oh before God. finally deciding to find a way out. And there wouldn't even be one. That's terrifying. Like, I'm... they didn't tell anyone. He would have been trapped there forever. Yeah, I would like to think that Fox probably would go back 
and take Ron out. Mm, yeah, but then that's there's true. then there's the fact that Ron would have just lost his his sister and like his best friend. His best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then Voldemort would literally be back. That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> he would have, you know, come back as a 16-year-old, but still, it would have been him. And imagine that Ron, you know, manages to get out before Voldemort gets there. Because if Voldemort got there first, like, if Fox... Let's just hope to God that Fox was going to go back and take Ron out, you know? But, like, if he didn't, let's say, like, Tom Riddle's like, okay, let's get out of here. He goes back towards the entrance, and there's Ron and Lockhart completely out of it. Like, I'm sure he would have killed Ron. <laughs> Killed yeah. Lockhart and then gone back. Mindedly, and like, then gone back up to the school, and like started probably just killing off the students. Like, yeah. Imagine the ending to this book. Like, just you know, Voldemort just kills everyone, and then Hermione is going to wake up and go like, oh, <laughs> no, there's no way dead. that they're waking up. Well, no, because if they manage to, you get think the potion... Tom Riddle's gonna let them make the Mandrake stuff? What if it had already been made? I'm just saying, like, if by some chance they manage to like wake them up, like, imagine the like complete. Oh my god, it would be such a disaster. Thank God for Fox, like, yeah, helping Harry out. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore knows that Voldemort is in the forest of Albania right now. Why haven't they sent out some task force to try and reprimand him while he's incredibly weak? Or reprimand. do something and not just let him get stronger? Reprimand? Like a slap on the wrist? Like, you're not supposed <laughs> to do that, I meant, dude. like, in put him in prison. <laughs> I feel like he was in, like, I don't, I don't know, honestly. I think maybe, I no, I seriously have because Dumbledore had to know that he wasn't too weak to ever come back. Like, he had to know that yeah. there was going to be a way for him to do it. I I don't know. I could not tell you why Dumbledore did what he did most of the time, but he did. And, uh, you know, it did end up okay. I feel like that's a fault of having Dumbledore and other wise characters who have, like, big plans or whatever. Because, like, you just have to, like, kind of take everything they say and be like, okay, because you yeah. probably are doing something. Dumbledore but... strikes me as someone who very much is of the mindset that the ends justify the means. Because if he knew that he could get yeah to where he wanted things to end, he would do absolutely it's anything. for the greater good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, he may have shifted what the greater good was, but he very much so was like, if we end where I want, then the means don't matter. So. Yeah. I also think it's... And I'm... Fr I really hope... Like, I I struggle to think that Fantastic Beast is going to do a good job of that because how are... How is Dumbledore going to have an arc? How is he going to kill Grindelwald and learn his lesson because he doesn't learn his lesson yeah so. i don't know honestly i also think it's interesting that he basically told harry that he was a horcrux in the last chapter like not in so many words and he obviously left out the certain death yes part. i literally said i don't know how it is such a surprise that harry is a horcrux harry literally says the words voldemort put a bit of himself in me yeah, and, like, Harry basically knew from this moment that he was a horcrux. Like, some things were left out, like the certain death and the, you know, only one can live while the other survive. But this kind of connects almost how, how he accepted his death in the chamber, you know? Like, I'm sure that he could have worked out his fate himself. And maybe that's a similarity in these two, like, very, like, this time and in the last book are the only times where he basically sits down and, like, is going to allow him to be, himself to be killed by Voldemort. And it's, yeah. you know... 
And he had to, you know, accept it and not fight to remove that part of Tom Riddle from him. So I wonder if Harry hadn't accepted that he had to seek out Voldemort himself in the end and accept that he had to be killed, if it would have had the same effect. You know, like in the very last book, if he would have gone to Voldemort or Voldemort would have found him and he would have struggled before he the Horcrux had been, like, knocked out of him, like, would he have just died? I... Cause I, I don't know. I think... And I don't... And, and everyone would die because Harry's protection was what basically made them win. Yeah, I think it's... it's kind No of... one died in that battle after Harry sacrificed himself. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, though. Except cause... for the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting because I, I really don't think he could have... Because he obviously, like, he was somewhere in limbo, right, between death and, and life at the very end and he chose to come back but like I don't I don't think he could would have been able to if he had like directly disobeyed the like you literally just have to go and accept that you're gonna die and then he was I guess repaid for that yeah so um these kids have lost half a year's worth of education who was there to fill them in like what like I'm sh- we Hermi- Hermione's gonna do her own stuff like she's gonna she's probably she's didn't need half a year's year of education but how on earth do Colin Creevy's parents keep him at Hogwarts his first year he gets petrified and doesn't learn anything for most of the school year I would never let him stay there if I was his parent I don't what? know I mean they were muggles so I'm sure that there was, like, a limited amount of it that they could understand. Like, did, did Hogwarts even contact them and tell them? I They better have, although it would not surprise me. <laughs> like, were Hermione's parents I'm contacted? pretty sure they didn't even tell the parents when Cedric died. Of course they did. They were there. No, they weren't. So they told Cedric's parents, but they didn't notify the kids at all. The kids had to tell their parents themselves. Oh, I thought you meant that they didn't tell Cedric's parents. I'm like, they did too, because there are scenes of them there with Harry, like, after all. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, come on. Like, (laughs) (laughs) They they just have to wait until, like, nobody comes home. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, that was too dark, apparently. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, not gonna lie, Dobby feels so out of place in this book. Maybe that's just me, but, like, all he does is cause minor inconveniences that ultimately have no impact and just say something is wrong that we already would have gotten from the messages on the wall. Yeah. He did try, though. He was nice. <laughs> I always forget that the diary is, like, a pocket diary because of the movie. Like, Harry yeah. did the whole thing in his sock. Like <laughs> I know. I, I thought that it was, like, bigger, you know? Oh okay. Let's go. Final trivia of Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Who would like to go first? Uh, You should go first. Thank you. Okay. So, (laughs) what color was the sunset on the night Ginny was taken into the chamber? Was it abnormal? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say abnormal. It was just like a, I feel like it was very ominous, a very ominous color choice. Purple? No. <laughs> green? Why would it be green? No. Red? I, I can't give it to you because you already guessed twice before. I, that is not abnormal at no, all. No, 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 no. are red. No, but you're missing an adjective. Oh. So you... Violently red. No. No, you've guessed so many times. I'm like... Scarlet. No. 
bloody red. I cannot give you the full point for that. I'll give you like a point five because you did get no, it. No, what did, what was it? Blood red. Oh. That's not even fair. I shouldn't even give you the point, but I might. Yeah, as well. I don't think you should give me it. Yeah. Okay. I won't. <laughs> you seem too eager to do that. Okay, I was sacrificing something there. Okay. What were they supposed to be transfiguring in Transfiguration? And into what? Oh, um... What was it, like, toads again? No, that wasn't a guess. I was just kidding. Um, I know. Was it, like, something into a pincushion? No. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Rabbits into slippers. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, I didn't never... think you'd get that, so. Oh, okay. Whatever. That was on purpose. Okay, I don't think, <laughs> I think you'll get one out of three of these, and I will, I'll give you part of the point if you do. Lockhart, while he was packing, had three different colors of robes in his trunk. What were they? Turquoise. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, pink? No. Oh, my God. You get three guesses because there's three colors. Blue. Mm, elaborate. Deep blue. No. <laughs> I, I, that's it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, jade, green, lilac, and midnight blue. What? We never saw any of those. Why are you hiding your Victoria's Secret fashion on us, Lockhart? <laughs> <laughs> um... What do Flitwick, Sprout, and Snape do when they are told a student has been taken? All things different. Okay, Snape gripped the chair. Okay. Um, Sprout, didn't she, like, like gasp or, like, clutch her, like, chest or something? You're very close. Damn. Was it like, her hat? No. No. Damn. Well, let me think. Was it not, like, a, like, a, you know, like, hold on. Like, God, like, grab her, like, chest or, like, um, oh, um. Did you like clasp her hands together? I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, and then I, I can't give that. And okay. then Flitwick. Um, I don't remember him in this scene at all. Um, <laughs> did he like? I want. <laughs> I want to say that he like gasped or something. Like. <laughs> okay. I don't know yet. Sprout clapped her hands to her mouth, and Flitwick squeals. Oh yeah. So do I get like point three three because I got Snape? Yeah. Point three yeah. three. Okay, there we go. Okay. We're being nicer today for some oh, we reason. We are. We're just we're more civil today. Okay. <laughs> what two adjectives were used to describe the type of green the snake skin was? You love this stuff. <laughs> um I and I kind of hate you for it. Um <laughs> light green. Uh, Jade? No. <laughs> I need to stop cursing. Um <laughs> No, there are two adjectives, so there's not gonna be like one oh, word. Like, there's two spiky. <laughs> no, it's it's describing the color of green, so it's not gonna be something green. It's just gonna be some deep. No. Light. No. Pale. Nope. I don't. I give up. <laughs> vivid and poisonous. It, it was called a vivid poisonous. Oh my god. Green. Do I have to go over every color on these chapters? Like, <laughs> you might get this. What was the name of Myrtle's bully? Olive Thornby. You were so Hornby? close. Hornby? Hornby. Yes, okay. Hornby. I'll give that to you. 
Okay. Could you imagine? I was like, you don't get it. I, oh my god. <laughs> okay, when Ron... I would have last time. <laughs> <laughs> when Ron said, shame, he was starting to grow on me after finding out Lockhart wouldn't be returning, what type of dessert was he eating? Trifle. Nope. Frick. I literally read this line and was like, I feel like she's going to do some kind of trivia with this. Um, pudding. Nope. It's always pudding. Um, that was so like resentful. It's always pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, ice cream? No, it was a jam I, donut. They do have ice cream sometimes. I think what it was jam? A jam donut. What? <laughs> when has he ever? What? <laughs> what? 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 what the, uh... <laughs> okay, fill in the blank. Okay. Speak to me, Slytherin. Blank, 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 blank. Best of the Hogwarts Four. No. No. You, you. The first word's wrong. Um. 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 Greatest. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. Um. I really thought it was going hard on me. I don't know. <laughs> After finding out Percy has a girlfriend, which twin dropped a stack of books on the other's head? 50-50. I know. <laughs> George? No. No, I get two chances. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Hagrid comes and cuffs Harry and Ron on the shoulder, knocking them into their plates of trifle. At what time? Oh my god, okay, okay, okay. Was it, was it two in the morning? No. Three in the morning? No. Midnight? No. <laughs> what did it, was it like, what, like, was something weird like well past four? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well past five? <laughs> well past no. three? <laughs> I don't know. No. It's over. I know, I this can't. This is over. I can't get it. Half past three. Damn it. Okay, I did get, like, partly. No, I'm not going to give myself part of the point. I'm just saying I was close. Yeah. Okay. Well, we played a good game today. What? We... I still have one more. Oh, you do? I thought it was... Did I not do? I thought it was five each. I mean, go ahead, but, like... <laughs> or did I not do enough? One... I, yeah, I did six for some reason. Okay. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Go ahead. I ha- This is the one weird one anyway. Okay. So, it was, I was really struggling because apparently I thought I didn't have enough. Um, What is the last word of the book? World? Yes! Oh! oh, my, oh god! my gosh! How did you get that? Because I just read it and it was like, you know, as they walked back into the muggle world. So... Yeah. No way. Well. (laughs) I'm impressed. Color me impressed. Thank you. Uh, Well, it looks like I will be choosing the question of the week next week. I'm glad that this game of trivia was less hostile than the last one. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the last episode of Chamber of Secrets, or at least for the book. We should be doing the movie episode more timely than the last time. (laughs) So be be sure to, to tune in for that. And as we start... Um, God, why am I blinking? Prisoner of Azkaban! Prisoner of Azkaban! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I, this is my favorite one, so this should be fun. Oh, it, it'll be so much fun. <laughs> okay. Tune in! Tune in!